Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Did you hear what I said, bitch? Bitch, no. I said I really hate that song, but I think I liked you singing it, though. <laughs> you could hear me singing that song? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. <sighs> that song's terrible. But wow, okay. I've got egg on my face. You know, I don't like the song. It's just in my range. It, it, it used to, I liked hearing you sing it, but I, <laughs> I fucking hate that song. I hate that band. Fun. I know. The they fun. suck. Shut the fuck up, fun. Uh, welcome to scream queen a podcast about scary movies from people not typically depicted in scary movies i just want to shout out fright rags to this evil dead trucker hat right here at my rocky horror picture show pin and also cavity colors for this uh candy man pin and what tommy got me look at that look at that and then wait wait I saw that on Fright Rags and I thought of you because you have that really cool uh, is it a gremlins pin with the toilet seat? Uh it's a no, it's um Ghoulies. Yeah. Ghoulies. Yeah. So I know you like those pins that like I have a street trash toilet seat and a gremlin toilet toilet seat. Mm. But um, you got me that, and you got me this shit that I can't even wear outside because it looks fucking creepy as hell. You look like bitch. That's racist. <laughs> Oh, that mouth looked like Teddy Perkins' mouth. <laughs> you bought me that. Rude. I didn't realize it until you just... <laughs> <laughs> I put that shit on like, oh, bitch, I'll never wear this outside. <laughs> it's funny, uh, though. It is uh, very funny. So thank you. <laughs> Hi, Tommy. My nice to meet in the you. Basement. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, what have I done? What have I unleashed? <laughs> see my babies mm. back here. Hey, my babies. I see you're back in your uh, apartment in Los Angeles. My humble abode. Mm. Yes, it feels good. Stretch out. Miss my folks, but I can face time them fools all the time. They know where I'm at. I see. I see them <laughs> when I see them. 
<laughs> we won't be hearing Nita laughing thunderously in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, we clowned on her so hard. I replayed the audio of the episodes we couldn't, uh, couldn't release or part, not just because of Nita, but we, we were also, we also pulled some shenanigans, but Nita was prevalent. <laughs> She's prominent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so we're nearing that time when I guess that potentially it should be, I mean, it's still fucking 85 degrees in this motherfucking city, but like, you know, we're kind of approaching October, which is the start of spooky season. I see people in my building have put in like decals. Yeah. Uh, this one in particular, for all these trick or treat decals, you know, with that little kid with the, 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 the burlap mask or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, you know, I, I'm not really a holidays person. In general, you mean like, the I don't get worked movie? up over Christmas. I don't really do Halloween stuff. I just, but I did buy myself a full-on glow-in-the-dark skeleton curve-hugging bodysuit. Ooh, I will okay. Be. I do like the curvy part about that. Although, just to update the audience, his last costume for the last forever has been a freaking skeleton costume. So he just, just got a glow in the do. dark. Now he does. He got a Cardi B skeleton costume, basically, yes. <laughs> complete with butt shots and everything. <laughs> uh, what have you been? Uh, what have you been watching, Dre? What have you been listening to? What have you been consuming in this supposedly Aww. changing season? I I just binge watched. Well, sort of been, not really, but it was it was it was, over a few days. I basically binge watched P Valley on Stars. And just got a star subscription for that exact reason. Yeah. My friend Sydney Freeland, a, a writer director, directed one of those episodes. I cannot wait to get into it. It's sexy. It's fun. It's real. It's really good. Um, yeah, I I recommend it. I and they better fucking get renewed. I'm sure they will. Like they those kind of shows are saving that network. Like Power, Fifty Cent, Fifty Cent show, Fifty Cent his 50. show. Um, mm-hmm. Like they now that he got a spinoff of that showdown, and so yeah, they they want all all of that. They turned the um, I think Jody Comer was they had like now it's the Spanish princess, but before that it was like the white princess I think, and Jody Comer was her, um, mm-hmm. from Killing Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 have some things up on there. I, I'm never disappointed with what they have to offer on there. I, I want to watch High Town too. High Town, what's that? It's like it's it's set in Provincetown. It's like queer mystery thriller like somebody gets murdered and they have to figure out who did it kind of a thing and it's like a season of television and it's like gay as fuck Mm. and the main character is this like really hot lesbian Mm. like i'm like i would bend over for you i would (laughs) totally grab my ankles that's on stars (laughs) yeah it's on stars okay i gotta watch that yeah i don't know about that yeah that i've been watching a lot of host i've been re-watching host i'm gonna make a bold prediction Mm. i think host is going to endure even beyond like our current pandemic moment partly because i i don't think zoom meetings will ever be a thing of the past um because i've been able to hang out with people at the same time when they've been in like florida and texas and washington and so it's like oh i can actually all of these people for whom it was impossible to get into a room all together except for maybe once every other year we can have game night every saturday Mm-hmm. Like that kind, and also I get to stay yeah. in touch with all of my New York friends. Most of my friends are really introverted extroverts. So, exactly. And you were saying, 
Well, and, and like, you know, I've been able to like meet new people in the Zoom sphere mm -hmm. and actually develop great friendships. I have this new friend, Alia, who I met on a Zoom with a, my, my friend Aiden. And like, he was in Seattle and she was down here and I was here too. And it was just like, now, you know, now that's just a good friend of mine who I text mm -hmm. all the time. So it's just like, so, so I think Zoom or, or like virtual meetings are here to stay. So I think yes, that's one reason why host is going to endure. But I think, you know, if horror films are necessarily comments on their time, I was rewatching it and it's, it's, very clearly an early pandemic film right because mm -hmm. they hit us over the head with this fact that you can't go outside so this was like a shelter in place like that first month early early quarantine film and i think it's such a brilliant subversion or uh, of the genre not subversion but a brilliant innovation of the genre kind of similar to alien where it's like claustrophobic and atmospheric and that first instinct that you get when when the ghost comes up or the demon comes up or whatever you know the first thing you always say is get out of the house and these people can't because it's quarantine and i just think that's such a brilliant like as i've watched it more i've just been like pumped on it more and more and more and it's fucking 45 minutes so and it was funny it's like well, I watched it in a comfortable environment. Like I watched it in broad daylight in my parents' backyard in a freaking gazebo with my feet up and, and I, drink, I, was, yeah, I, know, I was drinking a freaking I might as well have been drinking a Mai Tai. I probably doesn't like a gazebo shot of tequila or in this bitch. Listen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that my that I, you know, my dad hand built and constructed. I saw himself. the bitch in the early. No, pandemic. no, different one, yeah. different one. Oh, not, not oh. even one hour. Okay, I, so you just you just be the gazebo people. I'm yeah, we up in there. <laughs> We got all these fans and, and netting and it's cute. And anyway, so I was up in there watching it. And I'll tell you, like, I um, I understood and I was I was intrigued and involved in the claustrophobia of what they were trying to trying to portray. And also it in a way was comfortable, comforting because we're all in that predicament right now. We're all in the same space, living in our rooms, dealing with ourselves. So. I mostly, I'm more, I'm, I think I like the film more because I found it relatable and I, and something about that scene wasn't, or, or that whole movie wasn't claustrophobic to me, but it was, it was, it was very stifling. Yeah. It was yeah. just, yeah. So every time I have like a free 45 minutes, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go watch host again. <laughs> so it's kind of evolved into like at least one of my favorite films of this year. Yeah. But I'll, I'm, I'll be interested to see like if in the future it becomes unwatchable for me because it reminds me of a time that I don't want to remember or if it like is kind of a secret comfort. I don't know because you never know what happens with trauma. <laughs> never know. Yeah, never know. Right now, do you want, like, that shit's great. What's up? Yeah. Do you want me to, to talk about what we're getting into or do you want to take it? Because uh, I know I you, you like to take it. I know you like to take it. Bitch, first of all, first <laughs> of all, um, you can just tell them what we're getting into, and then I'll right. I, I'll lead it in after that. So, uh, for one of our main topic discussions this week, we're going to get into Channel Zero, The Dream Door, uh, on Shudder, this uh, anthology horror series that I've recently got turned on to thanks to Drea Wap Washington. And we're also going to talk about, of course, Lovecraft Country, because that's kind of what we do on this show. We're going to end with our Scream Queen of the Week, uh, Shardy Vincent, as Aaron, I believe, in Your Next. So, first up, we're going to end at Channel Zero, The Dream Door. 
Um, this is written, directed by Nick and Tosca. Um, every se- there was four seasons before it unfortunately got canceled, but they were all based on creepy pastas. And then they <laughs> took them further. <laughs> A little creepy pasta. Creepy pasta. Creepy mm. pasta. Cre- creepy pasta. Creepy. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> um. So this stars uh, Maria Sten. She plays Jillian. She was also Miss Denmark Universe uh, 2008. I mean, she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's she's stunning. Um, So this woman is just conflicted, just taken over by so many gaslighters. But basically, the series follows a newlywed couple who have also married um, each other's uh, secrets. And then one day in their basement, a door that has never been there just appears out of nowhere. Um, and thus the chaos begins. I mean, I love like a good, in a, in a similar way that I am intrigued by um, the Twilight Zone because it swings for the fences. I mean, mm-hmm. it connects maybe two episodes out of the season, but at least it goes for it. And that's what I'll say about Dream Door. And I actually liked it. And I hadn't watched a sci-fi original that had this kind of attention to detail mm-hmm. in, in, in terms of like the way that it was shot and the makeup and all that kind of stuff. Cause you know, we're used to, sci- or I'm used to sci-fi as being hella cheese. You know, and this was like, there were some Jesus at the end, I'm not going to lie. But like, for the most part, it was fucking terrifying because uh, Jillian's dream door creature, uh, uh, Pretzel Jack, is just a terrifying creation with the biggest garish smile and palest skin. And it's just like a contortionist. And it just looks like, but it doesn't look like, oh, like it actually looks like a, like um, practical, physical um, marvel rather than being some kind of bastardized computer version, uh, computer graphics version of it. Yeah, and-, and I thought it was interesting as a premise to have a door that opens you up to, because we ta- I, I just got done talking about trauma and like how, what's, what's this time going to have an effect on all of us in this time in quarantine and in lockdown and that kind of stuff. But to have a door that reconnects you to a survival mechanism of your childhood trauma because that's what Pretzel Jack is for her. Like, mm-hmm. she, like when she was a child and her daddy left her, she created this. She created this. Um, this. I mean, later became a monster, but she created this protector, really. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of safeguard her and her emotions from the from from the loss of a parent. You know, and in, not just a loss, but like neglect. It wasn't like this parent died. They, he moved on to another family, mm-hmm. which plays on later in the show. But like, I thought that was just a very smart way of, because the door comes out as Jillian is potentially entering another trauma, right? Or another conflict because she's being gaslit by fucking Tom. Everyone, don't Jillian is gaslit by everyone in this show, and um, I'll tell you what I realized after my this is my fourth, fourth or fifth watch of the show in in its entirety. I realized it's drop dead Fred, but horror. (laughs) That's what this fucking show is. I could not believe I missed that. Like I missed that completely. Like whoever made, uh, whoever wrote the original story 
and clearly the director and writers um, who adapted it, they love that movie the, the same way you and I do. I'm sure you, mm-hmm. you love that movie, right? Because we're not. Oh friends yes, if- I had that poster in my room. So okay, good. <laughs> but because we're yeah. not friends, if you don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was, you know, okay. I do recall being not underwhelmed, but when you see the makeup in daylight. You know, mm-hmm. what I really realized, it still was scary to me in daylight. When he crawls into that psychiatrist's office, that, and the guy that plays Pretzel Jack, his real, his other, his real stage name is Twisty Troy. You should look mm. up Twisty Troy. And he does, he's How a professional. Twisty Troy? I, bitch, I put it in the dock. I said, he's, he's got to be over six feet. Hey. Talking, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, he's a professional dancer and he, he just knows how to move that bot. Bloody. Oh, he does. And um, he absolutely does. I, my, I was like, am I going to bend? Am I going to grab my ankles for Pretzel Jack? <laughs> yes, yes. A bitch would be- do a back bend. You would do a back bend. <laughs> I was. Um, Okay, two black leads, and which is just so important. And that the weird. Okay, let's get into like the weird incestuous shit that was going on in that show that they didn't really touch on. Like, so we discover that homeboy that moves in next door is actually her, her neighbor brother. who also conveniently has a dream door and that like knows everything that she's going through, right? So and like a level of trust with her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this motherfucker is like, yeah, this would be convenient. Or this would be, uh, you know, very relatable. And y- y'all won't c- catch on to the fact that not only am I your next door neighbor, but that I'm, I'm very understandable about the fact that you have this door. And oh, that's, oh, I was just reading books about the fact that animals come out of these doors and yada, yada. Also, that- as if like that's just something that like popped up in the Atlantic or some shit, or like oh that was that New York Times article that just came out about bitches having like little little little, little doors in their basement, like as if it was so common. And I was like, okay, Jillian, I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt that you were in a moment of crisis and just needed someone to listen to you. But girl, that was a little too convenient. And well, I mean, we're gonna get into it, but I mean, we talk about the gaslighters, so. Her husband, Tom, his best friend, Jason, you know, is straight up in her face like, you, you know, and it's not that she's not crazy. Something is going on. And what, what really is frustrating is the fucking fact that this man thinks that he impregnated a woman and it's not his fucking kid. Tom, that ain't your kid, bro. That ain't your kid. Like, I'm, I know that you think you had an imp- you made an impression on this lady. She's literally been telling you, and this is, this is not Jillian, but this lady in the neighborhood literally been telling you, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. And Tom is like, no, that's, that's my that's my baby. Like, that's my baby. Mm-hmm. That's no, my it baby. Ain't, it ain't, it ain't. I'm that and baby like, daddy. <sighs> we learn halfway through. That is my I baby mean, daddy. That is my baby daddy. <laughs> and, like, and lady tells Jillian. She don't even tell Tom. Yeah. And it's like, you could have neatly wrapped this up years before this moment by just telling him, bro, that ain't yours. But that he baby- also puts it on her. Like, I don't trust. Well, because your dad betrayed you and had a secret family. I didn't think you were capable of having a family. And that's why I did what I did. And I held on to this and... Because he technically didn't cheat. Like, it was, there was no cheating. It was, it was before. before it yeah, because it was before they knew each but, other. Yeah. But, he held, but it was like an emotional, like, betrayal, you know? Because like, he held on to it. Yeah. And 
it did never at one point be like, yo, so I might have a baby from this other bitch. Like at no point in his relationship with Jillian did he say, one thing you should know about me is that I have a child. Oh, uh, I might have a child. I might. I believe I supposedly. And who the fuck really needs therapy? Him, his ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, they mm-hmm. both, everybody, everybody needs therapy. I mean, everyone could use therapists therapy, Therapists need honest. therapists. Yeah, but... I mean, I'm sure my therapist has a therapist because all the shit I'd be laying on him, so. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga right here. <laughs> um, he charges me extra because he has to take some of that money and go to therapists of his own self. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about, like, the, the, the practical effects, the violence of this, this show. It, like, every Ooh. season is on point. It is nasty. It is nasty. Nasty. Gets his eyes poked out, gouged out. I don't do eyes. I don't do eyes, and I don't do hands. I don't like when things go through people's hands, and I don't like it when things go through people's eyes. And this was an eye thing, cause like it turns out that um her her brother who wants to mac on her secret brother from you know another family uh because they have the same daddy mm. he also has like a weird from another like, mother from another, brother from another mother literal mother <laughs> uh he's got a kind of pretzel jack too like a tall like gangly looking murderous thing that just goes up takes their daddy's eyes out yeah his, his name is uh tall boy tall boy how imaginative i, I, I you know what i'm i'm, I'm buying and, and tommy would I'm, fuck it I'm down. Uh, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> um, you know, the, it's, it's been a while, Dre. It's hey, been a while. <laughs> I ain't judging. I ain't judging. I was just trying to put your your information out there just in case okay, y'all yeah, know. Yeah, just in case, you know. Tommy you know, will fuck it. Just, just I, let me know. You know, I'll, I'll take very racy um, text messages and voicemails. I doubt that we'll be meeting up in person, but feel free to dirty talk me. He, um, this bitch got a, no, this bitch will, he's down to rub hazmat suits with whoever has a mask. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious, Trey, about. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. No, you go. No, you go. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Andrea, it's your birthday <laughs> almost in a few weeks um when they find the dad in the garage and the pugs are eating oh, the dad Lord. jesus um that's a scene and let's talk about they don't really mention it but the the the, the there's blatant racism in this show like the cops don't react when he confesses to multiple murders. He's like, oh, oh yeah. My God. That, it's like, what does it take you to house? pull a gun on a fucking white man? They're like, buried in the backyard. They're killing your asses. He literally confessed. And they're like, well, we'll take you in, but you know, we'll take you to McDonald's first. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I clearly that they did that on purpose. I wish they would have like really drove it home with that statement. Like they you know, and then the sheriff at the end when homeboy's like standing outside of his house and like, this is the guy you all just arrested. He is in front of my house. And, that and guy I believe he has blood on, on him too. Yeah. yeah. And then tall boy, tall boy or whatever walks over and he stands there and he's, and the guy does not draw the gun on him. He just nope. freaks out. Nope. You know, it's just like, what the fuck? Because that tall person was too pale for him to draw a gun on. Yeah, yeah. Albino man. He was he alopecia man. Or, no, he didn't have alopecia. But, little powder ass bitch. Yeah, you know, little powder ass ba- baby bitch. Um, 
Um, overall, I, I'm just like, oh, and there was also way too much hot sex in this show. It's not it's yo, really rude for a coach. We got a like, lot of ass, I'll say. We got a lot yeah, of ass. It's, they, they, they did have, I mean, forever, however gaslighty Tom was, what they really did drive home was how much um physical chemistry they had like yes. that couple got that it in. kept them going and they yeah. were like wait a second are we just sex or is there more here you know and then they made that baby uh, why that why did that have to happen why did that happen after he makes his statement that is such a fucking weird direction to go and why did that happen and but what it, i guess what they were trying to say is after he accused her of not being a nurturing person He's the first one to walk out the door as soon as he gets uh, a baby. And Ooh, <laughs> it's baby a dead. baby. <laughs> that like immediately dies? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they have to watch it as it dies. And But he couldn't do it. But she did. She was like, we made this thing out of a door. It came out of that she's door. She's cradling that shit and it's getting pus all over her and shit. I can't, I don't think she's going to be able to dry clean it don't that. It got eyes or a mouth or nose or anything. Well, I, mean, I think it had a mouth, but it was, it was I, But she much. just, she creates a lot of sketchy ass shit. Because remember when she tried to make that rabbit? <laughs> she's not the best at this dream door bullshit. No. Like, let's just say it. I know Jillian and I also, love you and your character and everything but you suck at this <laughs> she well listen she was never supposed to tap into it she also had tantric sex with her brother that Ooh. fucking dude they and literally also made out they made out too oh god you know that brother kind of looks like i don't know if you ever had this but i had a lot of cats growing up and every now and then you know you get like a kitten that's eyes were just a little bit too big and wet and you knew it was gonna die early that's kind of what he reminds me of like <laughs> And then yeah. he gets like sicker and sicker, you know, because he keeps making these creatures, but he can't feed his body enough to keep up with. Like, he just looked like he wasn't long for this world. And mm. I'm glad he got taken the fuck out of it. But that, that tall Paul, Jack, whatever his name was, what, that, that like uh, motorized knife thing that he used to like, like, like pin that dude into the wall and just like that was, that was very satisfying i'm not mm. happy with how pretzel jack went out we're both not happy about that. oh lord that shit was gross you brought First him back all, just to do him. that to him and then we it's like what but she it's could like bring him back anytime that, that was inside their blood looked like um you know when they kill the robots and aliens, aliens. Yeah, yeah. It, or, yeah yeah or yeah alien alien all that yeah it's the mm -hmm. which gross me when when you find out that homeboy is an android or whatever at the end and mm -hmm. he, they cut him in half and then he's just like all these little like wiry but it's not wiry but it's like tubes and shit and it's spurting out it was like cum it was like it just cum and titty milk just all <laughs> over the place <laughs> i don't know if it's titty milk i think it's yak milk it's like yak and yak uh, milk yak and titty yeah come out of yak titty so it's titty milk <laughs> all milk is technically titty milk so <laughs> Oh, when you uh, think about it, when you think about it, hey mm -hmm. y'all, uh, I don't know if you knew about Tommy and all the advice he gives over on his on his uh, his Instagram. <laughs> Just check his stories; he'll tell you about Teddy Milks and. Uh... <laughs> I'm more about my plants. I'm more about my plants. Teeps on how plants. The, how are, how are my plants that I get, or our plants, our babies? It's starting to flower again, much like. Uh, Jillian watching her creations die slowly. I had to watch all of the petals on that plant fall off and I felt horrible. But then I realized it's because it don't drink tap water. You have to give it bottled water. That, and I was oh. like, of course Dre would give me a fussy ass, bougie ass <laughs> plant like this that only takes bottled water. Like, bitch. 
<laughs> you better get it right. You better talk to that plant. Play it's, it sexy as You better play that plant, it. Brandy. That, pr- that, that plant likes Brandy. The first uh, Never Say Never and oh, this, the, the title album. Just mm-hmm. play that on a loop and that plant would be happy. Do we have any final thoughts on uh, Dream Door, the series? I'm curious because yeah. this is the only um, series of Channel Zero that I've watched. Is How does this stack up against the other seasons? This is my favorite, but I would say it goes this one. Then it goes Channel, I mean, uh, yeah, Channel Zero, the first one. Then Butcher's Block. Uh, and I'm trying to remember what the other one is, but anyway. Didn't that, leave an impression on you. Don't know. The, yeah, there's one. Well, yeah, there's one in there. It's oh, No End House. No End House, which also has Homeboy that played Mr. Jingles in American Horror Story. He's in oh, it. He gets everywhere in these scary. He's shits. all over the place. Um, it has it has a few people in it, and there's another black. Uh, I want to say there's a black final girl in it. All they're all great. That one just kind of really towards the end just like it's all over the place kind of mm. it just goes on too long turns into like a ryan murphy joint where it's just like eh, I don't no know it's is. never that extreme it's just <laughs> it just gets really dark and really slow and just like it's a lot but um but channel zero just start from the beginning and it's also got our home home girl from uh fiona shaw okay um, and she's one of the leads in the first one and it's fucked up. It's a bunch of kids who can only see a channel that parents can't see. It, they, the parents see static and the kids see these murderous puppets that basically tell them to go kill people. And it's... Okay, that's a little bit like uh, uh, Season of the Witch vibes, Halloween 3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, but it's even more so. It's Children of the Damned and all that up in there. So, yeah. This is the number one, though. I think this one hands down is my favorite. I'm sorry it ended, but... He's also gone on to, he's now working on the new Child's Play TV series that's coming out uh, soon on Sci-Fi and FX, I believe. Sweet. So for our part two of our main discussion, we're going to be talking about Lovecraft Country, episode five, Strange Case, which for me was a long time coming because I loved Ruby's character Mm -hmm. and her introduction in the pilot. You know, she wanted a tall, skinny papa. And she finally got one in this man, Maximilian or Jeffrey or whatever his name was. I don't remember. He was just, you know, Mr. Aryan Nation. Offers Ruby the opportunity, opportunity, the, he, he offers Ruby a potion that will allow her to become a white woman. Because that's where we open up this episode. Ruby wakes up. And this white woman body, and it's just like what? And it's just like down, running up and down the street in a house coat, her hair all over the place, looking crazy. Mm-hmm. Eventually, and she's like in the South Side, so she's sticking out like a sore thumb, right? She's the sole white person on these streets. Uh, the police come, obviously, and she immediately reacts as if she were still black, which is like, she gets up against the wall, puts her hands up, like, I'm not gonna do this. And they, they just start questioning the, the, the black boy who bumped into her. All he wanted to do was eat popcorn on the street. You know what I mean? That's all he wanted to do. I really felt it when they knocked the popcorn out of his hand and went all over the place. I got sad, I really did. Um, and immediately they start questioning him about to beat him down and Ruby kind of comes to her senses 
kind of roots herself in her moment and is like, oh shit, I'm white. And she's like, that boy didn't do anything to me. And then they take her back to Aryan dude's place. Um, this episode was gross. This episode had some of my favorite moments of body horror of the season, of like all the episodes of Lovecraft Country that I've seen so far. And it also ended on a very complicated note for me. Uh, we also get more of Montrose. Montrose's sexuality, Montrose's, I want to say queer liberation to a certain extent. Like he kind of, you know, we find him in the ballroom scene. Uh, Tick almost beats his ass senseless. For good and, purpose. <laughs> you know, because he had just killed Yahima. And, and we get to another, th- another reason why I like this show is so good is that it presents us with a real life horror while also giving us this fantastical horror. And in my, in my opinion, the real life horror is anger. Tick is angry and he's scared and he scares Letty and he doesn't want Letty to be scared of his anger. Ruby is fucking pissed as hell, you know, because she's like, man, these white people are fucked up and they get away with so much, so much more than we even know, you know. Um, Christina's angry. You know, we figure out some stuff about her and the fact that she's been taking this potion too. Um, and at the Alec- end, oh, well, sorry. Well, we, we won't even, well, you can say it. What happens we'll at the end there. with her? Oh yeah, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. But then also Montrose is mad. And, you know, we see that his anger has attached itself to Tick. And he's also taking it out on Sammy because he won't kiss Sammy. And it's just like, bitches are mad in this episode. Yes. What do you think, Dre? Um, I liked, okay. I didn't, the main thing that really rang true to me was I hated the fact that, okay, so in order for her to be able to work at this fancy ass place, she got to be white, you know? Hmm. Um, but then she walks up in there, realizes that this black young young lady, at first I thought it was going to be like a looks issue, like a weight thing, but really it was because she just got taken advantage of. And that's why she got that job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's conflicting, uh, but I understand. But completely understandable to watch her give her shit, you know. Even though that was, but the thing that you brought up was about the two the this where we start with the, and at, before the ballroom scene with Montrose and his lover. And that intense ass scene that I had to watch with my father, Jesus Christ. I watched that. I'm so happy to be able to watch this show by myself now because I can, the older <laughs> I get, the more I cannot watch sex. And I swear to God, people are horny and just like as fuck these days. I watch sex scenes sometimes and I'm like, this is a lot. Like, this is a lot. You're, this is porn. And I'm not mad at it. I'm just like, <laughs> yo, but it don't, yeah, don't watch this show with your parents, by the way. But you brought that, the, the conflict of that to where it ends with Ruby doing in homeboy yeah, so with that we heel. Have, we have two moments of insertive anal, I want to say intercourse. One of them is intercourse and one of them is rape, mm-hmm. but where put stuff is getting put in the butt, you know, Montrose putting it up Sammy's butt and kind of it's kind of you know you know like sometimes hot sex can be a little violent i'm not gonna lie sometimes i do want 
someone to slap me, spit my face. No, not spit on me. Please don't spit on me. I don't ever want that I don't shit. Need to be Sometimes you know, I like to get like, like you, know, you can like grab my hair a little bit. Little bit or, and... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sometimes I feel like, bit. are we fighting? Most <laughs> I just like let me punch you. But anyway, huh? <laughs> Sometimes it be like that. No. <laughs> Fucks. It's been six months. Anyway, um, so we have an an instance of a penetrative, uh, consensual anal intercourse between Montrose and Sammy that is like conflicted. It's conflicted because it's clearly something that Montrose wants. Mm. You know, what's always weird, I always find this weird about dudes, that somehow having sex in the butt isn't as gay as kissing. (laughs) Like, I've been with a few people who were on the questioning side of their sexuality, and somehow kissing was, like, more gay than fucking in the butt. And I was like, straight men do this too. You need to work out some things in your soul. Straight men do this too. I called out an a guy I used to date on this shit once, like right when we started dating, he um, was like, oh, I don't kiss in the mouth. I'm like, oh, you're like a prostitute. <laughs> That's what I told him. I was like, oh, you're like a prostitute. You don't kiss on the you fucking- You don't kiss on the mouth. Yeah, that he is... said that shit to me once. And I was just like, and, and then I said that to him and he busted up laughing. I'm like, that's yeah, that those are pro those are um ho what is it called pimps up hose down or these always remember those documentaries on HBO about like hoes on the corner and it was just they uh-huh. would just watch hoes get fucked up. and they were like oh no kissing honey I don't want you to fall in love with me but anyway. and you know no shade to hoes because some you got to have your no rules no fucking shade, no shade to hoes. you out there no shade to hoes working that you know, pussy you got to get your money I do w- it how you ha- I wish them hoes though I wish they had live cam back then so they didn't have to have everybody up up in their pussy they could just be looking up in their pussy it didn't have to deal with all these nasty ass people getting to be a part of them that is my only gripe with prostitution because <laughs> I don't feel like everybody deserves to deserve somebody's body. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, it, no, no. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Sometimes, you know, no, for real though. Like it's, your, it's, it's, just... it's a, it is your prerogative to uh, use your body as that. If you, if you choose, uh, but I, I really just, I just want people to not have not to have to settle, you know, or resort to when other avenues of employment aren't working or whatever. Here's what I will say. (sighs) Okay, so Ruby gets a job at Marshall Fields or whatever at this department store um, as a white woman immediately is like manager. You know, doesn't have to be sales goal or nothing. The first stage just gets promoted. And, you know, the, the, the guy who hires her, her boss. It's a little handsy. Yeah. And she mentions to the other white ladies, like, you know, does he ever, and they just kind of laugh it off. I also, I just wanted to mention, she walked in there with her same resume that she would have, you know, if she was black and she was turned away. And then, yeah. And qualified as hell. Uh, Then, you know, finds out that the other black girl who got hired did not have the same credentials that she had. And in fact, had very little. And you know, that makes her mad. And there's a moment there where the advice that she's giving her colleague, her subordinate, would have been different had it been 
Ruby as black Ruby and not Ruby as white lady. Mm -hmm. Because she was like, you have to be two times better than these fools. White people are fucked up in so many other ways. Like you have to ascend. But I, I just imagining hearing it from her perspective, it's just like another white lady berating her, yeah. you know? Um, but then, you know, she they're, they're like, oh, she's going to take us to the South Side. So then all these Marshall Fields employees and these white ladies and this white dude, you know, they go uh, to, to uh, like a black bar in the South Side. And the boss, like, sec like uh, uh, aggressively pursues the black lady who works there, tries to make out with her. She pushes him off. He calls her a slur. Ruby's watching this, the chunks of the white lady's flesh falling off of her body, which has become so routine at this point in the show, this white lady's flesh falling off of, that we just, 40% of this is like Ruby with like white lady flesh falling off her. And like you pointed out, never shows us or tells us or bothers to explain how she gets home. <laughs> you know what I mean? They she did that like, a couple of times, like, how'd this bitch get from the department store to here? How'd she get from this party to here? Like, oh, anyway, but I'm not mad at that just, stuff. No, me neither. Cause it's like, I'm not, I don't need the practicalities of this magical world. No. You know, she just got home. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, she, you know, she comes into the dude's place to the office at Marshall Fields as the white lady, as white Ruby and tells him she's gonna have to quit because she has all these feelings for him. And she doesn't want these feelings to interrupt their working relationship, takes his tie, ties him up, gets him, you know, face down, ass up. That's the way the, we like the food. Uh, uh, and, you know, uh. and at this point, like, because she hasn't had the potion in a while, once again, white lady's flesh falling off her body, takes her stiletto and repeatedly stabs it up this man's ass. And like, repeatedly. That is one of the gnarliest like, fucking scenes I have ever seen. And again, I had to watch that with my dad. So that was, was and, but my dad was just like, I turned, I like just did a little peek and he was just like, <laughs> yeah, that shit was, and then the next thing he's like, that shit was crazy. <laughs> it was intense. It was really intense. And, and I, that made up I for that moment in the, in the, when she confronted her, you know, and you know, like when she confronted her as a white woman and went off you understood her all her frustrations right in that moment for me but you know i and i like that she really did stand up for for you know her her fellow people and women and all of that all those things but the link between this right, beautiful moment of of two men co connecting and then you end it with as you said you rape with a stiletto yeah when, and so it's, it's, it's they hard think for about me that. not to see, yeah, it's hard for me not to see those two moments in scenes that are very close to each other. Um, they, they are necessarily, because they were written and put in the same episode, commenting on each other. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not here to say what that means. I'm just here to say- I think you I are here to say it. what that means. And you should, you should and, and the fact that you brought that up and it does, it does mean something, it, even if it was unconscious you know, like, or, a, a, or it was a subconscious choice to, um, to make that decision to put those two scenes together in one movie. I, I feel like, I feel like there was some intention behind that. I didn't see it though. I wasn't bothered by it because I was looking at it for the shock value and for the quality. And I was gratified by even, I mean, I was shocked and gratified by what happened to that man. But at the same time, they made a thing that is 
they're maybe they're describing how this thing can be both beautiful and both horrific. You know, mm-hmm. there's this there's a sep- separation between the two things. But like, <clears throat> right? And it would just I, I think if we had more instances of it, or if there was a different, it just seemed to me to say that this is a violent way to interact with another human being. And I was like, well, I don't know, like rape definitely, but if there's this mirroring or this rhyming of this moment with another one, that is the connection of two people. It just, it just, it just made me think like, maybe you're right. Maybe they're showing the contrast that this could be a moment of connection and a moment of violence given it differently who it applies to and yeah. and who the characters are. Yeah. But I just loved, can we just talk about Montrose and the ball scene for a second? Because Beautiful. that was one of the most transcendent scenes in this whole show because Montrose starts off the scene. And this is one I've talked with like good writing. There's like the character starts off the scene one way and the end they're polar opposite. So Montrose starts off like, I thought, at any given moment when they were backstage with Shangela and them, that he Come was going to gonna hit Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I felt like in Sammy that, had I felt Shangela and Monet Exchange, a Monet surprise yes. guest, in the, and they were lovely. They were so good. And but, they added a yeah. lot of levity to an otherwise really tense moment yes. where Sammy is performing backstage, knowing full well that Montrose is looking at him. And it was, it was like, uncomfortable because I was like this man because we've only seen this man in anger or this man in abject fear you know but I haven't seen him have a moment of reckoning with his sexuality and oftentimes and this is like again I've 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 occasionally in my younger years dabbled with people who were on the questioning side of things and you really don't know the person you're going to wake up to the next morning even if the the night was great you know sometimes they wake up because you never know what fear is going to do to a person oh yeah you don't know if they're going to accept it or if that's going to turn into anger our emotions sometimes it's amazing that we interact as well as we do as human beings and i think about that often it's amazing that there's not more chaos and deaths and just just chaos, just pure chaos. Because yeah. people aren't, so many people aren't thoughtful. So many people, and if anything I've learned from this time that we're living through right now is what we've always been aware of, how, how careless people are, but now people are on our level in that sense. They understand how it's important to know about all, every every type of life, every culture, how the fuck don't you know? And just to be mm-hmm. absorbed in what you do, what a selfish thing. What a selfish fucking thing. And I, and I, and I still got to be over here in accepting of people and, oh, they didn't know any better. And I, I, I try, but I'm, at the same time, I'm just like, bitch, you better fucking figure it out because most people do. Just how to treat somebody good and decent. Right, and it's a privilege to be that self-absorbed. What a privilege. You know, um, but like by the end, so Montrose starts off as this like cauldron of rage. And then there's a moment when they're in the ball and Sammy's performing and just kind of like beckons him over. And I was just like, oh God, Montrose do the right thing because you have so disappointed me in the past episode and a half. And he embraces Sammy and he makes out with him. And he allows himself to be literally lifted up by this community in a just beautifully choreographed moment. 
that I just, I'm just like, okay, Montrose, sit in this version of yourself. Like, be this version of yourself, right. you know? Yeah. I, um, I, it, it's crazy how, because again, every episode is like a movie in itself. And it's so, they can mess up and you can hate a character from one episode and then love a character on the next. And, mm. um, and see how we're sometimes the product of so much pain that we don't know how to talk about and how to name and how to remedy. And so we're doing the best that we can, but sometimes like, because pain comes with growth, it's hard to know what's growth and what's just damage if mm-hmm. all you're used to is pain. Exactly, you know? exactly. And you're just repeating fucking terrible habits. Um. Any final thoughts on this episode of Lovecraft Ruby Country? Ruby looked real sexy coming out of that white woman suit. And uh, <laughs> the side. Oh, the final, the final moment we learn that fucking Christina was this white man all along. Which time. I kind of clocked already. But I just, I'm, I, you know, Ruby was just finally getting it in. And then it turns out that this man was Christina all along. But they, but I kind of like their connection in a weird way. It looks like there mm. might be something cute about to happen between them. You know? Yeah. I, was, I, I wouldn't hate that. I would, I, you know, no. Christina is devious and serving looks. <laughs> She's serving some look. God damn. Sometimes I'm just like, I know I hate you, but you you came out in that whole outfit (laughs) you just had bitch better have my money playing on your fucking silver car like (laughs) (laughs) that was wonderful actually i was like low-key i i wasn't mad at that i i love that her little uh intro so yeah i was like do i do i stand (laughs) yes i don't know know if we can go that far yet with her I don't but, know, but I'm. I'm I do. Just like, I do okay. stand the actress behind the character. We stand mm, that actress. You know. You know. It's one of those things where you can hate and appreciate. I yeah. lost you. Where'd you go? I said where you can hate and appreciate. Mm. You know, like okay. yes, she's playing that character properly. Like mm-hmm. we forgot that that she's a, there's another person behind that. So way to go. Any, your, any final thoughts for you? You know, Tick, at some point, you're going to have to let Letty toss your salad. So be ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would work some of your anger issues out, to be honest with you. Oh, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. He's real. Ooh, he uptight. Uptight. <laughs> He uptight, but his booty. <laughs> that, that booty, though. Oh, they had car sex this time, huh? That was good. Yes. Uh, they, are, they had garage sex. Garage sex. Garage sex. It was rugged. It was real rugged. Mm-hmm. I was into it. I was mm. here for it. Um, yeah, Tick be getting it in. Jesus Christ. He has been in... Well, well, we'll get into this in the future. But yeah, he's, he's not wanting... For places to put the thing. <laughs> he, he is not longing. No, 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 no longing for, I mean, there is some longing, but not, 
it long but not longing okay i got you stop. know just, you can turn around at some point tick you can turn around at some point you okay, can see the other please? side too wouldn't hate it wouldn't hate it. hbo you gave us watchmen can you can you throw us a bone in this one too how much please? i'm paying for this subscription <laughs> y'all better fucking throw that dick in thank you but anyway uh, um do you remember like in uh do you remember queens of comedy of course you know when Samora was like you know, for fucking fourteen dollars a movie, Denzel better swell. Like, <laughs> I want to see if Wesley is Nestle. Like, oh, <laughs> some more. I've been watching some more mm. since I was way too little to watch some more. <laughs> like, goddamn, like way early Dove Comedy Jam days, like ninety three, ninety two, and you wonder why I am the way I am. But uh, that, yeah, Denzel better swell. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Shall we move on? Did you hear what I said, bitch? Bitch, no. I said I really hate that song, but I think I liked you singing it, though. <laughs> you could hear me singing that song? <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I could hear it. <sighs> That song's terrible. But wow, like, I've got egg on my face. You know, I don't like the song. It's just in my range. It, it, it used to, I liked hearing you sing it, but I, <laughs> I fucking hate that song. I hate that band. Fun. Shut I know. The they're, up, they fun. suck. Shut the fuck up, fun. I want to get into the Scream Queen, bitch. Are you ready to get into the Scream Queen? Are you ready to get into the Let's Scream Queen? The no, scream are queen. you ready? No, I just want to know if you're ready. Are did, you ready? Did I ask this? Did I prompt this fucking question? <laughs> what did I say? 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 What did I do? What did I do? What did I say? I tell you, bitch. <laughs> horror. <laughs> There's some horrors in this house. <laughs> There's some horrors in this house. There's some horrors in this house. <laughs> We're so stupid. <laughs> All right, let me just get into this. Our screen queen this week is Miss Sharni Vincent as Aaron in Your Next. We as Screen Queen want to be very uh, uh, judicial about how we choose our Screen Queens. And as such, we have taken great cares to highlight women of color who make it to the end of films like this because they don't often do. However, every now and then, there is a white bitch that you have to take your hat off <laughs> And I will have to say the Aaron in this movie. Let I, okay, so as I was watching this, okay, so this is movie and there's these rich folks, they have this uh, family reunion dinner. Um, the, it's, you know, it's acrimonious. These, this family does not really get along. You can tell there is a lot of Contempt. infighting about money because money, mo money, mo problems, right? And this family has problems in spades. So what happens is, well, they're having dinner all these arrows start coming in through the window. Somebody is shooting arrows at them. Uh, 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 it turns out to be these men in these animal masks. There's a tiger, there's another one, and there's another one. And as the shit goes down, and people are screaming, blood's flying everywhere, that's when Miss Erin just kind of like sits in her power and is like, okay, look, this is what we have to get done. And when I tell you, when I imagine a scary movie situation happening, Aaron is the way I would imagine Drea would act, which is like, okay, listen, I don't want to hear the bullshit. I remember when we first got all uh, 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 Twitter painted over Corona and I was like, what's going to happen? She's like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear this bullshit. We're going to figure it out. And I was like, that doesn't 
it, but I want to, I want to freak out. You're like, no, I'm a mom, man. I'm like, bitch. That's not what we're going to do right now. (laughs) (laughs) How did you do my voice? (laughs) I didn't do your voice. I was doing me responding to you. I, 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 it sounded like you were, you were getting into into your Chris Tucker register. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, uh, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> Two, I was with the diva. <laughs> so um, it turns out that Erin in this movie, she has all of these skills, right? Because she was raised on this like survivalist compound in the Outback or some Australian shit. And you know when the Australian bitches getting raised in the thing Outback, that, ho- Outback hoes. Those Outback hoes. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't fuck with an Outback hoe. Uh-uh. Um, uh-uh. When she takes that melon baller to that tiger mask head, like she was like, you know, in the, I think traditionally in the movie like this, like the Scream Queen earns the title of Scream Queen because she has to get grittier and grittier and grittier. And Aaron starts off Scream Queen. Yes. You know what I mean? Like Aaron starts off like she takes this melon baller and she hits this full like 27 times in the she, Like I don't even want to know I'll that you're going to I'll tell you what her like, Scream Queen moment kicks in. Um, cause not only does she get to just take out motherfuckers, but she's also the one to call out her boyfriend about, you know, like most people would be really like happy to have these kind of conflicts or whatever she says to her. Remember that in the beginning she talks yeah, to her, that like, she's all of a sudden so resourceful. Wouldn't you be, but, but he, he mentions my, 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 my parents did this and this. She's like, well, that's a, that sounds like a lot, but like most parent, people would be like happy to deal with that kind of shit, you know? And yeah, and then she goes on to proceed, and yeah, they had jokes. I like the jokes in the film. Like the tone's really cool. Um, I do have to make mention. Me and Tommy, we be just having these like real kismet like uh, situations. But yes, we right right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbara Crampton, who is also the psychiatrist in Channel Zero, Dream Door, and a, an OG Scream Queen. Uh, reanimator and like bride of the reanimator shit like that um she is also the mother who gets a gnarly ass death in this film they don't even show her death they just show her all fucked up (laughs) you know know, and i feel like if 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 drea if aaron was you that mom barbara crampton would be me because she just couldn't mama lost her mind and they had to put her to bed (laughs) she just couldn't deal with nothing i would have booty bumped you into a closet i always told you that like you would have been really annoying i would have i would have knocked you out and then i would have or a booty bump then knock out or like chloroform and then like put you away just so you wouldn't get hurt for the chloroform i would kind of like oh you gotta get a booty bump to be into that chloroform and a booty bump Okay, and, booty bump to chloroform. Okay, we can agree that when this shit goes down, <laughs> you're gonna booty bump to chloroform. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, because you're you're gonna be running around in circles. Yeah, no. When we get your nexted and the arrows start flying, I just want you to look at me and be like, "You're gonna be on my shoulders. Your no. big ass is gonna be on my shoulder." I'm like, bitch, get the fuck down. And, yeah, I could see all that happening. Um, I can as well. I I, I will accept. But my you're role not in this. useless, Tommy. You are not useless. You know I what? Do I would... have dick sucking lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord, that will take you far, baby. That mm-hmm. will take you far. It has taken me far. Even when casting couch, <laughs> when you lose them teeth, even in your nineties, you will have them dicks. Them lips are gonna. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> okay, now let's get back to the fucking movie. <laughs> 
Um, so then it turns out that it's an inside job, right? That these uh, uh, tiger mask people, these animal mask people have been, are trained assassins who've been hired by one of the cousins. And it turns out cousin and his girlfriend are in on it the whole time. Um, was it and the cousin or was it one of the other brothers? One of the brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I also wanted to mention that that guy was also, he played Jason and the, the best, he was in the first episode of Channel Zero. Uh, oh, the guy that got killed by Jason. Jad with the... Yeah, yeah, the first big kill, he mm-hmm. um, he actually passed away uh, last year. I think it was mm. like liver failure or something like that, unfortunately. Damn. Really sad. Ooh. But, I um, be drinking my smoothies now because people my age be dropping. Like, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. yeah, I'll be 35 in a few weeks. I'm like, I need to just keep on my... I don't. I need some protein in my life. More protein. Not that. Mm, I don't know. Get about that whey shit. That shit's good. I have that whey protein. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Send me. Send I me, send me like, <laughs> I weigh. <laughs> We're in LA. <laughs> oh, whatever. We can do that shit. He's indigenous. He's indigenous. He's indigenous. And <laughs> indigenous. Yeah. And, and sexuals pl- and shit. Yeah. Listen. This little group right here can see a whole lot of shit. Just like y'all can do some shit too. White people, y'all excluded. Y'all excluded. Sorry. You can just observe. Uh. So let's talk about some of the most satisfying kills. And you, you know, you like to bring this up when we talk about your next, but the blender. The blender. How mm, fun. Mm, How fun. Mm, and mm. they save it for the right people. Um, homeboy Evan, who, uh, as we mentioned, he passed away RIP. Uh, he gets, uh, I think he gets like a pick in, uh, ice pick in the head. And then homegirl, does he get, no, he gets the blender. And he then gets home, the blender. And then she mm-hmm. gets the ice pick in the head. Like mm. she's ta- over mm. there talking shit, mm. evil bitch, looking mm. like a like a scenester fucking S and M bitch. Get the fuck. You out know of some cha cha lounge looking ass bitch. <laughs> like <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Yes, I. We're in L A. We're in L A. We're in L A. Plus, what did I do? That place don't even exist no more. So, yeah, but she I know, did, but like, I see all your. She looked like a, oh, she looked like a lash ass bitch. A Sarah, lash ass Sarah bitch. Toon, you know. if you're watching this, you're going to have a laugh at that. Looking like a little <laughs> fucking, oh, like that, she that face. Up. She looked like the Facebook killer. Remember that freaking, that, that bitch that was like really into latex and she shot up the Facebook office. She, she quit and she shot like and killed two people. Wait a minute. I do remember this. Yes. Vaguely, vaguely, vaguely. Yes. Okay. So you're going to put that on her. Okay. I was just going to say, she looked like that best friend that shows up to Akbar and is like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, no, bitch, you showed up here just to hate on people. You know you live yep. like this. So then her bitch-ass boyfriend, who in the middle of all of this shit took off running, because that's what a bitch-ass does. Mm. He comes in towards the end. We realize that he's been in cahoots with this brother to take that whole family down. In cahoots. And Aaron is like, oh, no. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I knew you were going to be okay. And she like and her one little text but finally she like, goes really, out nigga? to the police. Really? <laughs> That's what that, they said that in the movie. And she said, really, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, okay. <laughs> and I was like, yes, this is my shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, she looked like maybe she could have 
like she looked like she had some Ar- Armenian something some, in there. Something there was up. a spice in there somehow. There was a spice. A little spicy. Some, some in that gumbo. There's some saffron there was, up in there. There was some in that gumbo. <laughs> like, <laughs> some roux up in that. Oh. <laughs> so she finally, you know, she's like, "Fuck you, you're a bitch ass." Like takes him out, you know, double taps out. But then, that's when the cop dumbass finally shows up just to watch her kill her man. Very similar so, to the original Night of the Living Dead. Yes. Sees her do that. Shoots her, thinking she's the bad person. However, she has been laying traps in this bitch all night. And that police officer is about to walk through the front door where she has set a trap and is going to kill her. Do we actually see him die? No. No, you just see the, you see the impact coming and then black, yeah. black out. So thank you, Sharni Vincent as Aaron, for being competent as fuck. Sometimes I just watch that movie just to watch a woman kill all these people because I'm just like, you just knew what to do. She literally, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, bitch, just do this. And then she does it. And then bitch, just do that. And she does it. And anytime somebody like us would have been in the theater being like, don't go in. She don't go in there. She don't do it. No, no. It's really she's been this, taking notes. This film is smart, <laughs> and I hope that they they sh- I hope that there's a way to make a part two. To, I, I would love like a prequel. This is a film I wouldn't be mad about a prequel. I would love showing to her how she handed that shit because yeah. she was raised up in the outback like little girl, like learning how to like I don't know fucking gut. I don't know walruses and shit. I don't know what they do in Australia. <laughs> I don't claim that place. I don't know what they get into. <laughs> you know, it's all kangaroo tails. That's what they practice on. You know that. You she cut the pouch out of kangaroos. All those chlamydia-filled like koalas. They be practicing on them motherfuckers. I can't believe them cute cuddly And she can turn a eucalyptus into chlamydia. a knife. That's what they learn how to do there. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, that this, this film is... It's a romp. It's bloody. It's well done. Great characters uh, from beginning to end. Like they basically, they just jump into it about 10, 15 minutes in. And yeah, watch it and cross your fingers if you get a part two. Uh One of the kills that stands out in my mind is when that dirty brother encourages his sister to take a, to run for the car. Cause he was like, oh, he was all track. Like, uh, he was really good at running. And she's like, okay, uh, ties her hair back. And is like, all right, I'm going to do this. And he's like, okay, when I count to three, I'm going to open the door and you run through. <laughs> count to three, she runs through and there's razor wire right there right perfectly there. at her neck. And that's when I was like, this, this movie don't give a right. fuck. Yeah. This, this, he just went and told her to do something and it was right at her neck level. But I just like, in from, from the first time I ever saw this movie, that kill stuck out to me because I was like, that was cold. Yeah, you're right. Because I it happens early on. Um, and then you get overwhelmed by all the kills that come after. But that's that's the one that sets the tone. Or those, that's one of the ones that sets the tone. It makes you want to keep watching the film. Because yeah. it was like, oh, this shit's about to pop off. Like, they don't give a fuck. They're going to just, like, take us there. Mm-hmm. And they did. All right. And we're happy. Sharni Vincent is Aaron, and you're next. You're one of our revered white screen queens. That shit's rare. We don't do the whites very often. We so. don't do the whites, but okay. you're a rare one. What up, queens? Who's <laughs> <laughs> that sad Albert Einstein and shit? <laughs>
That was my heart re fires. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> all right (laughs) keep it keep it i'm keeping it it. and changing that shit okay don't forget we got a google voice number and we want to hear from you so like tell us what's the scariest fucking experience you've ever had in a theater doesn't have to be a scary movie just an experience pertaining theater you know, but it, we do like when it's a scary movie. But listen, sometimes, people calling about like sometimes you were just like uh, in high school in, at the Hillcrest Cinema and you hear, <laughs> and somebody is getting head. Getting like, oh. it in. That is a thing. That's a trauma. Did you That's used to work trauma? at, where did you, did you work at the Ken or you work at Hillcrest? Both. Oh, okay. Okay. Both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The young Drea. Oh, young Drea. Yes. Young Drea. <laughs> yes, she was. She was all up in there. Um, but please reach out, give us your stories and you might hear yourselves on our little cute little podcast and our phone number. I wish it was one 900, but it's, Oh, you yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, you would. It's six one nine. Six ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's motherfucking six one nine two eight nine ninety fifty two. That's mm. again, it's six one nine. 289-9052. And mm. tell us your fucked up experiences. We want to hear yeah. it. Yes, we want to we wanna profit off of your trauma. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, catch us next week. Same time, same place. We don't always know what we're about to talk about, but we know we're going to cut it up. So yes, that is happening. And Scream Queen is produced by Alexandra De Palma and domino sound with lovely theme music by dog allison and i am drea my mommy is still gonna kill me uh at some point she's been planning it since i was born she's like this bitch she gotta die. <laughs> uh, uh, this is that long con she, i had this daughter just to whoop her ass <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm i'm that drea washington and you can find me on the gram hey girl hey h-e-y-g-r-l-h-e-y and I am Tommy. I'm going to help Dre Mama kill her. Pico, <laughs> you can find me at HeyTeebs, H-E-Y-T-E-B-S on Instagram because I got rid of Twitter and I don't do that shit no more. Mm, never did it. Never going to do it. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Um, you can find... Never going to get it. You can find <laughs> us on Instagram at Scream Queen Podcast. And online at ScreamQueenPodcast.com. And send us some love notes. We love those. Uh, just whatever's on your mind, y'all. Uh, recommendations, you know, we want to hear from y'all. So that's yeah. What do you great. want us to talk about? Because sometimes we 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 pass up on stuff that like y'all want to hear us talk about, and you know we're gonna have the good opinions. Yes, so. and there's things. There's so much still coming out. You can just remind us. You know, are, are these things that are relevant and you want to hear about? So, scream queen at gmail dot com. That's S C R. E-E-E-M at gmail.com. That's S-C-R-E-E-E-M at gmail.com. And, <laughs> and in the scary movie of your life, you better scream. scream queen. We got that pretty good. That was pretty cute.
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.